I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. Thank you for listening to More Christianity. More Christianity is the book I've written to share the Catholic faith with evangelical Christians. And so we go through the different doctrines of the Catholic faith and explain them to evangelicals in a friendly way, not saying we're right, you're wrong, but affirming everything which is good about their sincere devotion to Jesus Christ, but summoning them to come further up and further in and to share in the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. More Christianity is available to purchase from my website, DwightLongenecker.com. Go there and look for that and take a minute to browse my other books as well. And now, let's get started with more Christianity. Welcome to More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. This is the program where every week we explore the fullness of the Christian faith in the Catholic Church. I have a different guest. We just sit around the table and have a conversation about what God's doing in their life, about their apostolate, about the work in the church. Each one of my guests has a unique story to tell. Maybe they're a convert. Maybe they're an artist, a musician, a writer. Maybe they work in the media and they're helping to promote different good projects that are going on as we seek to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ in the Catholic faith. Today, my guest is Anthony Ryan. Anthony is helping to spread the good news about a wonderful new motion picture that's out called Mary of Nazareth. There are some exciting and interesting ways of distributing this film, and uh, we're going to talk to Anthony about the film and about how he's helping to get that good news out about Mary, the mother of our Lord. Welcome, Anthony, to More Christianity. Well, Father, thank you. It's uh, my honor to be here. Now, Anthony, you are not actually a movie star, are you? You're working in another aspect of motion picture uh, production and uh, distribution. Can you tell us how important distribution is to motion pictures? I am definitely not a movie star. I am a marketing director at Ignatius Press, and we are involved with distributing films for the last 20 years in addition to being a book publisher. To answer your question about film distribution, you know, Ignatius Press, we think that films are a great way of inspiring people to think more deeply about things that are important, the spiritual things that we believe, and hopefully then go on to read a book. So we think films are a great way of uh, reaching the wider world out there in our culture. We know how important films are in our culture. And so with a film like Mary of Nazareth, instead of just releasing it on DVD, we understood the importance of trying to do something bigger with a film like this to impact the wider, the wider culture. So we decided to put it in the movie theaters, which we did for seven months. And then I guess today we'll talk a little bit about how we're now working with parishes to have their own uh, film events. I'd like to get onto that in just a minute. Anthony, one of the things I can remember when working in a, a little video production unit was that it was actually comparatively easy to get the funding to make a film and pretty easy to put it all together and produce the film and edit the film and package the film and get it out there. The big problem for us as a little independent video film production company was actually getting people to watch the thing. <laughs> people forget that there's an awful lot of work that goes into packaging a film and letting people know about it and get finding ways to get it out there, get it off the shelf, into their hands, out of their hands, into the DVD player or into the, the machine that they're going to watch it on and actually get people to watch the thing, especially as there's so much competition. So you're working hard behind the scenes at that sort of uh, production to user chain and you're trying to get this film, Mary of Nazareth, out into our homes, into our schools and our parishes. Now, before we get onto that, I want to ask you a little bit about the film. Sometimes when I see a film that's billed as 
a Christian film or a Catholic film, you know, part of me cringes a little bit, I guess because I was involved in script writing and film production at one point, because sometimes the production values, the costumes, the lighting, the cinematography, the directing is second rate. Sometimes the storyline's not so good and so forth. You probably shared some of those criticisms with me. What about this film, Mary of Nazareth? Are you confident that this is right up there in production values and, and all the rest? Well, I completely share your concern on that. And while I tip my hat to a lot of the uh, Christians that are making films today and, and trying their best to get them out there, uh, unfortunately, a lot of times the production values are lacking or the acting or the script or, or all of the above. And so at Ignatius Press, we're pretty critical about films that we license. I mean, we do not produce many films. Generally, we license movies that are made by other studios, especially in Europe. We've been able to form some great partnerships with some great studios around Europe, several studios, who are making some great films on Catholic saints. So in particular, this one on Our Lady, uh, we were very skeptical on because, uh, as you know, she's a very uh, hard person to make a movie about, to get it right with Our Lady. And mm-hmm. so we, we felt like, well, it's, it's probably not going to be up to snuff. It's probably not going to quite get her right, at least as well as you can on film. Uh, but let's take a look at it. So the studio sent us a review copy, and we were happily surprised how well-made this film was in Our Lady. Production value is outstanding. It's about a $20 million budget, which goes a long, you know, goes a long way in Europe. It was shot in English. The acting is uniformly excellent, especially the woman they found to play Our Lady. They do follow Scripture best as they can. Of course, they have to fill in some gaps. There isn't a lot said about her in Scripture. Basically, the story is the life of Jesus seen through the eyes of Our Lady. We are very pleased with the quality of this film, and that is why we decided to put it in movie theaters. And so the European production values are high, the acting is high, the script writing is high. I know one of the problems in producing religious films is that very often our audiences are conditioned to read a film in a particular way. By that I mean they go into a movie theater and they expect a film to follow a kind of formula almost, and they expect there to be a certain amount of conflict, a certain amount of, if not physical violence, then emotional conflict and turmoil. You know, the hero's always got to be working through the great battle to get through to the other side. They understand that that's the language of film, that's the language of storytelling. Even if they can't articulate that, they know that. And therefore, sometimes in producing these religious films about saints— the saints aren't all action men and action women. <laughs> the conflict is there, but very often it's an interior conflict, a conflict with temptation, a conflict with Satan, a conflict with their spiritual battles. And you can't put that up on the big screen. It's difficult to show that. Do you agree that this is one of the problems with religious films? I absolutely agree. Uh, like you say, uh, oftentimes the saints, or even in this case Our Lady, what made them a saint is, is more of an interior reality. So you're right. How do you make that work on film? And it's, it's hard. But I would say that with the films that we've been fortunate to license from some of these studios on Lives of the Saints, and in this film on Our Lady, people that make these films are Catholics. They're also filmmakers. They're, they're filmmakers first, and they're, they happen to be Catholics, a lot of them. So they know how to make films, but since they're Catholics, they, they get that, that aspect, or at least they seem to. And so, yeah, you're right. That balance is really important. That is why we were skeptical that they could do it on Our Lady, because I think she's the hardest person in history to make a movie about, harder Mm -hmm. than Christ, because his life was full of dramatic material, and we have all kinds of sources for that material, especially the scriptures. 
with Our Lady, we don't have that much on her. And as Catholics, we have this great reverence for her, as we should. And sometimes when they portray her in films, she comes off as too pious and too almost not real, not, not a human. Other films, they portray her as too human and not holy enough. That's the tricky thing, really, to capture the story of a saint or a, a religious topic or subject matter and do it well on film. And again, we think that they, they were able to do that very well. With this film. Based on the audience response that we've had when we had it in the theaters, we had it in theaters for six months. Over 200,000 people saw it in the movie theaters. Then response by audiences of all kinds, really young and old, Catholics, some Protestants, some non-believers, has been outstanding. I'm talking with Anthony Ryan. He is uh, helping to distribute and market the film Mary of Nazareth uh, with Ignatius Press. Anthony's busy working on the, the link in the chain between production and uh, actually viewing films, sharing some very interesting ideas about religious films. You know, Anthony, one of the things about a religious film is that it's actually a kind of like a well, it's an icon. It's a motion picture. It's a moving picture. It's a moving icon, if you like, of a saint. The icon writers also mention this, and all of the sacred artists that I've spoken to have mentioned the same thing, that even when you're trying to make a painting of a saint, whether it's the Blessed Mother or St. Paul, St. Maximilian Colby, whoever it is, somehow or other, they have to portray the humanity of the person but it has to be a transformed humanity. That person has become a saint. That person has become a resident of heaven. They're superhuman. They're, they've become more than just an ordinary Joe or ordinary Jane. And yet at the same time, it's that ordinariness that God has transformed. So this is a struggle and an interesting aspect of Catholic art, which artists struggle with, whether it's a motion picture or whether it's a very traditional icon or whether it's sacred art. And in some way or other, showing not just ordinary life and ordinary people, but ordinary life transformed and transfigured by God's grace. I invite my audience to go and learn more about my own writings over at my website, DwightLongenecker.com. You can connect with my blog, with my Twitter feed, and be a Facebook friend. You can get in contact with me to come to your parish or to your organization for a speaking event. You can also download and listen to all of the archived programs of More Christianity. They're available there through my website. It's DwightLongenecker.com. Go there, pay me a visit. I look forward to hearing from you. My guest today is Anthony Ryan. He is working on the distribution side of Ignatius Press, trying to promote this wonderful film, Mary of Nazareth, an epic motion picture on the life of the Blessed Mother from her childhood through to the resurrection of Jesus. Anthony was telling us in the first half of the program how it's been a great success. It's been seen by over 200,000 people in 600 theatrical settings all across the nation. And Ignatius Press have been in the forefront of getting this wonderful sacred film out into the movie theaters. That isn't always the way that you promote your films, is it, Anthony? Uh, sometimes, and more often, in fact, they're promoted through your catalogs straight to the user. Tell us again, what was it about this film that made it so special that you went to the huge, I guess, effort and trouble and, and some considerable expense to get Mary of Nazareth into our theaters? This is a new kind of venture for us. We've been involved with distribution of films for about 20 years, but as you say, generally it's just you know releasing them on DVD. Uh, we started to get the idea a few years ago that maybe we, if the right film comes along, if it's really well made and, and uh, the message is uh, something that will have wide appeal, the story will have wide appeal, that maybe we could try to do something bigger, meaning try to get it into movie theaters. And the first film that we did that with was a film on St. Augustine called Restless Heart, and that was about three years ago. 
so that was our first venture into that, and that film we thought was very well done. It was actually made by some of the same people that made Mary of Nazareth, some of the same studios. In Europe, oftentimes these studios will work together. Sometimes you'll have four or five or six studios that will work together to make a film, and, and that was the case with both of these films even from different countries. So it's unique how they do that in Europe, but it seems to work well. So after we did that with Restless Heart, and the response was very good, and we had a lot of good theatrical showings and, and so forth, we kept our eyes out for you know other films. And then when this one came along on Our Lady, again, we thought it was so well done. And obviously, the subject matter is one of great importance to us as Catholics and should be to all Christians that we decided to go ahead and do the same thing and, and get out into movie theaters working with Catholic organizations, parishes, schools, anyone that wanted to help us get into movie theaters, and that's, that's how it worked. And you're moving on now to get it out to a wider audience through a unique program of parish and school screenings. Can you tell us how that works? Sure. We did the theatrical, now we're in phase two, which is, as you say, the parish and school screening program. And we have done this with some of our other films that were not in the theaters, and this is something where we work with a parish or school to license the film. They get an exclusive license where they can show it for a certain period of time. The unique kind of plus that they have is that the DVD is made available to them to sell, buy from us at a large discount and sell at their event, and the DVD is not available to the public yet. They show the movie on their screen there at the parish or the school, and then they have the DVDs that they can sell to the people. A lot of people like to buy a movie after they've seen it. So we make that available, and if any of your listeners would like to find out more about how they can do that, I can give a number here and a person to contact if, if now is a good time to do that. Yeah, go ahead and let us know the, the contact number. If you're listening to More Christianity, I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. This is our weekly program, and we're talking today to Anthony Ryan, who's telling us how to get hold of this fantastic new film, Mary of Nazareth, an epic motion picture on the life of the Blessed Mother. It's available for your church and for your school. Anthony, who should they call or where should they go online? We have a woman that coordinates this project for us. Her name is Diane Hansen, and she can be reached directly at 734-455-1973. i repeat that number, 734-455-1973. Or she can re- be reached by email at dhanson, H-A-N-S-O-N, D for Diane, dhanson, at ignatius.com. So that's Diane Hansen. Just say the email address again for us, please. Sure. D for Diane, and then her last name, Hanson, H-A-N-S-O-N, at Ignatius.com. Ignatius is I-G-N-A-T-I-U-S.com. Let me also mention, Father, that uh, we do have a website just for the movie, and they can get all this information as well on the website for the movie uh, before they even email Diane, and that website is very easy. It's just called Mary Film, M-A-R-Y-F-I-L-M, MaryFilm.com. So that's MaryFilm.com, and all the information there with the trailer for the film and also the information for parish and school screenings is available. This is really an exciting way, Anthony, of getting good films out to our people. It occurs to me, too, that Advent and, and the run-up to Christmas is a wonderful time for people to be able to show the film at the parish level. Could it be used for a fundraiser? I mean, what are the financial implications of obtaining a license? How could that work to the benefit of the parish? You know, we look at it as kind of a three-part benefit for parishes to have a movie event. One is it's just an inspirational film event that you hold in your parish, a great Catholic story on film. 
you know, so that, and then two, it can be a tool of evangelization, as we talked about earlier, a film that tells something about our faith, that promotes an aspect of the faith about a saint, can be a great tool for evangelization. Third, is it can be a great fundraiser. So the way it would work with uh, parish and school screenings for fundraiser is they can charge a ticket price if they want to, or they could take up donations. Either way, people understand about paying to see a movie, and especially to support their parish or school. The other way they raise money is, as I mentioned earlier, is they can sell the DVDs. And so they buy them from us at a large discount, and they can sell them to the people at the regular price and make that profit. And they can sell other things there as well, whatever they want to sell. I mean, we have uh, other books and films they could buy and sell or anything else they'd like to sell of their own. So those are kind of the ways they can make some money. And some of these parishes do very well with these film events in terms of fundraising. We've had parishes tell us they've raised many thousands of dollars at a film event like this, where between the ticket price and the donations and then the sales, people are pretty generous. And we have to, therefore, plan to have proper machinery to screen the film. It's pretty easy these days, and most parishes have a DVD projector, some sound equipment, and a screen. That's really all you need. I know I've done this a lot with my own parish. Uh, you know, so it's it's fairly common today for parishes and schools to have the equipment they need to show a DVD and have a movie event. Anthony, what about the popcorn? Do you guys provide popcorn machines and stuff like that? Too? <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't do that. That's probably uh, something we should think about down the road. But yeah, there's an extra. We haven't gotten to the popcorn stage yet, so they'll have the parish will have to come up with their own goodies. <laughs> okay. I'm talking with Anthony Ryan. He is the marketing and promotion director for Ignatius Press, who are always doing creative things and getting good books and good, good films out to our parishes and to our people to inform about the faith. I want to go back, Anthony, for a few moments and just talk to you about the film industry, generally speaking, and Christian Catholic films. Do you feel that we are at a turning point? In many ways, the technology, when we think about movies, is still the big screen, the big local movie theater, or else the small screen staying at home. There seem to be so many more options now available for Catholic filmmakers. What are some of those new technologies and new options that Ignatius Press are looking at? Well, we are doing streaming now. So streaming has is a, is a become a big thing in the digital world, meaning people can go online, go to our website, and they can stream some of our movies that we sell on DVD. And as we know, a lot of people like to stream films and, and not necessarily buy the DVD of it. So we do make films available digitally for streaming. Although we do find in the Catholic world, and I think you know, generally in the Christian world, that a lot of people still prefer to get a film on DVD. A religious film, an inspirational film, is something that a lot of people want to own. They want to show it more than once. They want to show it with their kids or friends. And so even though films are, are available digitally for streaming, for downloading, the vast majority of our sales is still done by DVD. And keeping a DVD library of these different films on saints especially is something which is great for every Catholic parish school. To be able to have them there to hand out to people to use as part of RCIA and evangelization and Ignatius Press to be congratulated for moving us forward, not only with great books, but with uh, great films and now streaming and various different techniques for getting the good news out there in this age of the new evangelization. I'm talking today with Anthony Ryan. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. You're listening to More Christianity. Anthony works with Ignatius Press trying to promote and market and, and get some of their films out into our homes and into our hands so that we can view them and build up our Catholic faith. Anthony, the last thing I'd like to ask you about has to do with the Blessed Mother herself and with these films. You mentioned a moment ago 
about the Protestant Christians, non-Catholic Christians, who are also investing a fair bit in television and film and various means of evangelization. Has there been any interest in a film on Mary of Nazareth, on the Mother of the Lord? Speaking as a, as a convert and a former evangelical myself, typically Mary is a kind of a hot-button issue. I, I think it's Kimberly Hahn, Scott Hahn's wife, who said in her conversion story, there were three things that kept me from becoming a Catholic, Mary, Mary, and and Mary. In other words, it's a tough subject for non-Catholic Christians. What has the response been to the film from our separated brothers and sisters? Yeah, that's a good point. It is amazing that the uh, difficulty the Protestants have with Our Lady and, and, you know, yourself as a convert with this film, the number of Protestants that have seen it have not been great, and so we haven't had a lot of feedback. We did try to reach out to them, but the resistance is there. And we've, you know, we sent this film out uh, advanced screeners back before we did anything with it to get some feedback from Catholic uh, leaders, uh, priests, sisters, lay people, because this is a very sensitive topic to have a movie on. I just wanted to make sure that others saw it as, as we did, that they thought it was as good as we did. One of the priests we sent it to was Father Andrew Apostoli, and he said to me that this could be a way of reaching Protestants with Our Lady, this film, because they just follow the scriptures, and they, it's basically the life of Christ through the eyes of Mary. Mm-hmm. And he felt the film was so well done, and the woman that played Our Lady captured her profound humanity and also her profound faith and love of Christ and why Catholics have this reverence for her. He just felt that this film could be a great uh, instrument for reaching out to uh, Protestants. And that was the first thing he told me. He said other good things about the film, but I just thought that was interesting that this great Marian priest who has written and spoken about Our Lady in so many different ways, that was the thing that really captured him about this film. And so we're hoping uh, as we move on here with the screenings uh, in school parishes or schools or the DVD that you know our Protestant brothers and sisters will take a look at it, and we'll be captured by this film and this portrayal of Mary and why Catholics, uh, you know, love her and are devoted to her as we are. So you're hoping that in another phase that we might be able to use the film to reach out to non-Catholic Christians as well, but so far there's not been much response from them. Well, not much that we know of. We have to find a way for them to actually watch the film. We did make it available online for pastors to uh, preview it. You know, a few did, but... uh, we're still chipping away at that. But we do think it would be one of the best ways, we think, ever to reach them with Our Lady if they would just watch and uh, see what Catholics believe and why we believe this about her and, and uh, why we think she is important in, our, in the story of salvation according to the plan of God. It is, and I would say if there are any non-Catholics listening to the program today, you know, this sort of blind spot that a lot of non-Catholics have about Mary, the Blessed Virgin, it doesn't need to be so Catholics really believe that Mary simply helps us to understand Jesus better. She always leads us to her Son. And when you think about Mary's role in salvation, this is exactly what she does. She receives the Word of God. She contains the Word of God and and meditates on the Word of God. The, The Bible says she pondered all these things in her heart. She carried the Word of God, Jesus Christ, physically within her body, and then bore that son into the world and gave him to the world. So that's what she does always. That's what she continues to do. Now, this is basically what evangelicals also believe that we're all called to do, that we're called to, first of all, receive the word of the Lord, 
to meditate and gestate, if you like, the word of the Lord within ourselves, and then through our own self-sacrifice and through our own sense of suffering and difficulty, bear that good news to the world and work as missionaries in the world, sharing that good news with others. Well, that's exactly what Mary does. And I think if a lot of non-Catholic Christians were to look at Mary through an evangelical lens, if you like, and say, Mary is doing what God calls all of us to do, to receive the Word of God and bear him into the world, then she doesn't become such an obstacle for them. So I challenge you, if you're a non-Catholic Christian, or if you're a Catholic who's in conversation with a non-Catholic friend or family member, this is one of the ways to share with them our enthusiasm about Mary, saying, look, here's Mary who shows us all what we should be doing as we live the gospel and sharing the good news of her son, Jesus Christ, with the world. And this is exactly what your great movie does, Mary of Nazareth, a film distributed by Ignatius Press. I've been talking with Anthony Ryan, who's my guest today. He's working in the marketing area and the promotion of the film. I challenge you, if you're listening, get in touch with this film. Go to maryfilm.com or contact Diane Hansen at 734-455-1973. Or drop her an email at dhanson, that's Hanson with an O-N, hanson at ignatius.com. She'll help you out, tell you how you can have a screening for your parish or your school, how you might want to use it for a fundraiser, and how you can inspire your people with this beautiful film about Mary, the mother of the Lord, who always, always leads us to her son, Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Anthony, thank you for joining me today on More Christianity Good luck and God bless you with all your work. And thank you for helping us to understand and view this wonderful film, Mary of Nazareth. Father, thanks for having me on. I just want to give uh, a a word to you. Thank you for all the good work that you do. And I want to uh, congratulate you on your new book. That's a Marian book called The Healing Rosary. I've uh, been inspired by it. And uh, it's a beautiful book that you've written on the rosary. And again, for those who are listening, Catholics or maybe non-Catholics, I encourage them to pick up this book by you, The Healing Rosary. It's very beautiful. And uh, I I gained some new insights uh, from it as a prayer of healing. So thank you for your work on that book and for your work here on the radio. Thank you for being a guest. Again, if you want to check out that book, Praying the Rosary for Inner Healing. That's been one of the most popular books I've written, helped thousands of people over the years. Go to my website, dwightlongenecker.com. Connect with me there. Listen to archived programs. Browse my books and be in touch. Again, you're listening to More Christianity. I'm Father Dwight Longenecker. My guest today, Anthony Ryan. Thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Father. God bless you. I want to take a moment and remind our listeners about my blog, Standing on My Head. It's called Standing on My Head in reference to a quote by G.K. Chesterton that a scene is very often more clearly seen when it is seen upside down. And so I write about current events and try to stand them on their head so that we have a gospel perspective. So go to my blog, Standing on My Head, and read it every day, bookmark it, and come and visit me there. I want to draw your attention to my latest book, The Romance of Religion. The Romance of Religion is published by Thomas Nelson, and it's available at all good booksellers, also through Amazon and through my website, DwightLongenecker.com.